Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissist actors, directors, and producers. Here, we'll laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does, and they've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. Welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. We hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to continue this series, Actor versus Actor, and discuss Mel Gibson versus Kevin Costner. Now, if you're new to this feed, I definitely recommend you check out the back catalog. I believe, May, this is our fifth actor versus actor. Some past gems were DiCaprio versus Christian Bale, Nicole Kidman versus Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon versus Ben Affleck. And we thought that it would be good to do Costner versus Gibson, even though they seem to be two disparate souls, because they're born within a year of each other. And they're both have done acting, of course, and directing. They both have been successful directors. So what we're going to do here is each of us is going to champion one of them. And I will be championing Melvin Gibson and May will be championing Kevin Costner. And we're going to have an opening argument and then an overall review of their, their great works and then discuss their personal life a little. And then could this actor do this movie? And then at the end, we'll determine whose life we would want to have. Because that's ultimately versus versus versus, right? actor versus actor, is really about Whose career do we want to have and whose life, like whose life in general do we want to have? So we, we look at career, but we also look at personal life. Now, May, what's your take on Gibson and Costner? Like, why do you think this is a good fit that we're doing? these? Well, things? because they are around the same age. Uh, Kevin Costner is born in uh, 1955 and Mel Gibson is born in 1956. So they're very close in age. They both have been sort of doing similar types of movies, I think, on and off. Um, but uh, yeah, they both had the great one movie that they did for the Oscars, Dances with Wolves for Kevin Costner and Braveheart for Mel Gibson. So they displayed their directing skills and their acting skills very well. You're, you're, you're already getting me fired up when you say that Gibson has only had one good directing credit. We're not <laughs> well, even there. We're not even there. You're already getting me riled up. Okay. Now that's the one main one. Right, so, yeah. Hold on. The, let's both let's both admit we both like these actors, especially at their peak. And yeah. they are both iconic. If you think if you if you could go back in time to like when you and I were in college, both of these guys and this is early, mid-90s, are at their peak. They're at their peak, and they're A-list, A-list, iconic movie stars. And it's interesting to see what's happened to each of them really in the last 20 years, because clearly that, that has not been their peak. But we are going to debate this out. So I will go first. I am championing Mel Gibson. My argument for Mel Gibson being a better actor and a better overall human being than Kevin Costner is look, what do I always talk about? Like if you guys have not heard the overrated actor series that we did, that was probably what, like episodes in the 20s or episode in the 30s, like 25, 20, maybe episode 30. 
For me, range is really important to look at. And as much as I love Kevin Costner, and I, I mean, I remember when he came out, we'll talk about his film work, but seeing him in No Way Out was like, it almost made me gay. Like he was just such a presence in those early movies. And he is great. And he's still great on Yellowstone. But Gibson has range. Gibson can do comedies, clearly. We've seen him do a lot of them, most famously with Lethal Weapon. He can do action, most famously with Lethal Weapon and Braveheart. He can do straight out dramas. And he can do period movies. He can do Gallipoli. He can do Hamlet. He can do an accent of various types. He he is, well, we, we consider him Australian, but actually, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he was actually born in America. But, but either way, he has range. To me, Costner is built of the same ilk as Hanks, as Pitt, as someone even like Paul Rudd, as Clooney. These guys are movie stars, but they have no range. And I would say Costner has a zillion amount of charisma, but lacks range. No, I disagree. I think Kevin Costner has plenty of range. He's done plenty of different movies. He's done thrillers, crime thrillers, spy thrillers, whatever you want to call it. He's done a lot of baseball films, a lot of athletic type films, American Flyers. He's played Robin Hood. He's done JFK. He's done 13 Days, which was also about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay, well, we're going to go over there. And the he's also, film. you know, he's just done a lot of romantic leads, too, as well. Yeah. So I do think he has range. What? Okay, well, we'll go through his major work. So what? what is your opening salvo as to why you think he's better than Gibson? Uh, I don't necessarily think he's better than Gibson. I just think that he's probably had the more consistent career that we were talking about in that other uh, episode about the the 30 year year mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I think that he can definitely open a film. He has good commercial viability and he has great talent actually. So okay. So I'm gonna go through Gibson's major works. And look, when you were mentioning some of Costner's works, you brought up Robin Hood. This reminds me, Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves was my first date I ever had. I was a lady. Oh, okay. It was the summer of 91. I went on a date with this girl, Regina. And I just remember it being really awkward because I liked her and I wanted to hold her hand or whatever. But I remember even the, the narrative coming out of that movie was that Costner was trying to do an accent. And if you watch Robin Hood again, you'll see like throughout the movie, sometimes he's doing the British accent and sometimes he's not doing it because he's got no range. All right, I don't know. Oh, you can't always Gibson. say the accent is about Let's go me. through Gibson, please. So Gibson's iconic work, he starts out with Mad Max 1979, which is just, again, talking about like No Way Out with Costner, you see Gibson in Mad Max and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be a star. He's just classically handsome and he is just talented right no we, we we don't doubt that then he does gallipoli which is about the world war one battle that was kind of the more dramatic movie that he did he's great in that road warrior even though most people didn't really see mad max there's really road warrior that kind of put him on the map and then the bounty with our boy anthony hopkins it's one of my favorite movies then he does lethal weapon in 87 and that's when the run really starts you look at lethal weapon 
Tequila Sunrise, Bird on a Wire with Goldie Hawn, you know, and Hamlet, he does in 90. And I remember we, you know, we were uh, in high school at that time. And when Hamlet came out, I was like, oh my God, this guy who does all these, these action comedies is trying to be legit. And that movie is good. Say what you want about Hamlet and it's got Glenn Close in it. It's just, it's a good movie. He does a good job. I don't think his Hamlet's as good as Brana's Hamlet because Brana's Hamlet is actually word for word Shakespeare. But people were impressed with Hamlet. Then he goes, he does Maverick in 94, big hit. Braveheart, of course, is iconic. William Wallace, best (laughs) picture winner. that, That swept everything that year. He's great in that. Then he does... Give me back my son in 1996 with Ransom. That kind of became right. a meme. Give me back my son. Then he does Conspiracy Theory with Julia Roberts. And then later on, he's doing The Patriot, which was a very well-received movie with young Heath Ledger, American Revolutionary War movie, What Women Want, which I believe, if I am not mistaken, is a Nancy Myers movie with the, the queen of the rom-coms. We Were Soldiers, well-received. Signs with M. Night Shyamalan, well-received. Things are looking good for him. And then we'll talk about his personal life, <laughs> what happened in 2004. And then he slowly has kind of worked his way back, especially in most recently in the last few years with The Professor and the Madman. And he did um, Father Stew. And he's slated to do uh, the, the Lethal Weapon 5. Richard Donner died and he's agreed to direct that. So he's slowly building his way back. But I mean, you look at at probably like 87 and kind of with Costner, same time, 87 to about 2000, he is on the top of the world. He is iconic A-lister. What Did about- Did you purposely skip the two movies he directed in the 20s, two, 2000s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about his directing stuff later. But I mean, we could talk about, look, I mean, Apocalypto to me is an amazing movie. That movie- not even. Film. It's not even in English. He does this, of course, The Passion of the Christ, which was probably, honestly, person for person, the biggest movie he's ever been in. And that mm-hmm. he directed that, and that movie made a gazillion dollars and was in the zeitgeist, especially in the Christian world. He financed that because Hollywood didn't want to finance that at all. And it made a zillion, zillion, zillion dollars. And well, then even Hacksaw Ridge, he did in 2016, was well-received. He got nominated for Best Director. So- he is five for five. I, he did a movie before um, Hamlet. He directed a movie before Hamlet. I can't remember which one it was, but he's a great director. He is an absolutely he great is a good director. He's, he's talented. No one could doubt that. He did um, Man Without a Face in 93. So he did that, oh, yeah. Braveheart, right. Passion of the Christ, Apocalypto, Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, mm-hmm. that is pretty good for an actor. I mean, that's up there with Affleck, Affleck. Uh, and I would say that's even better than Warren Beatty's uh, directing chops. Perhaps, yeah. All right, tell us Costner. Well, you know, he did uh, Silverado back in 1985, which is a Western. Uh, American Players is more uh, more about bicycling, cycling. He did The Untouchables, uh, No Way Out, which I think is really one of his best movies. Uh, Bull Durham, baseball film, Build of Dreams, another baseball film, film, revenge, romantic, drama, action, 
Dances with Wolves, Robin Hood, JFK, which I really think he's very underrated in that film, but he actually did get the best Golden Globe uh, portrayal for that he's, one. He's, he's good in that. Yeah, yeah, he's very good in that. And he wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. They skipped out on him on that. Uh, the Bodyguard with Whitney Houston, Wyatt Earp, Waterworld, Tin Cup. Um, you know, he's also, I guess, in his later years, he's done things that are kind of more age appropriate, playing the older grandfather type. Um, in black or white he he plays an older guy in hidden figures um he's also in that show yellowstone which i don't really know anything about um but yeah i I think he's he's really consistent um throughout his career you know he also tried to do the postman um was a stinker i think you are are you're putting lipstick on a pig here on, on the late part of his career (laughs) <laughs> the, way, the way you're going bottle. through it but he so. was in, he was also in 13 days which was considered 13 days good. is good okay i would tell you after 90 water world really hurt him you know he's at the peak of his power yeah. after doing uh dances with wolves and then robin hood was a commercial success jfk was mm-hmm. big with stone wyatt earp was big then he does water world and that throws him up he comes back the next year with Tin Cup because he's always great in sports movies. But then he does The Postman and The Postman was a stink job. Right. And he does Message in a Bottle and For the Love of the Game, rom-coms, eh. 13 Days in 2000, which is great, the Cuban Missile Crisis movie. And then it's it's really nothing good for 15 years. Open yeah, range, but no, I actually Western. really enjoyed watching Black or White where he plays a, a white grandfather who has a black grandchild so well yeah. you might like it but in terms of his commercial viability there's nothing in the last 15 years he is in the desert as we speak as we say until yellowstone in 2018 right. open range is a good western with robert duvall in 2003 and then you know rumor has it the rom-com with jennifer aniston where it's kind of a ripoff off the graduate but then really after that i mean it's the Guardian, Mr. Brooks, Swing Vote. He's actually in Man of Steel. Him. He plays the father in Man of Steel. I mean, that's a very, very small role. But it's a good role for him, though, actually. Draft Day, and eh, Black or White, McFarlane, USA. This is just garbage. He's got small no, it's roles. not garbage, but at least he's working, you know? That's true. No, Gibson, Gibson, like Gibson's not doing, doing anything during this time because Gibson's trying to rehabilitate his career. Yeah, Mel Gibson hasn't really done a whole lot since his uh, controversies, I guess, with, with yeah, well, remarks. He, but he lives in Malibu with his kids. All his well, kids. we'll, we'll get to personal life life. in a second. Okay, oh, so, yeah. so pound for pound, if you're looking like 87 to eh, 90. Four. I mean, these guys are just hit after hit after hit after hit. I mean, I remember when Costner came out. Look at, I mean, look at this run that he does. No Way Out, Untouchables, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams. Those are legendary, iconic movies. Yeah, they are. Dances with Wolves, you and I both agree, is an overrated movie. We talked about an overrated Best Picture movie yeah. uh overrated movie but give him credit for directing it and you know what he, but he totally deserved an oscar for jfk he totally yes and then bodyguard was an iconic movie made tons of money with whitney houston 
And, you know, so during that, during that period, both of them are just killing it. I still would tell, tell you Gibson's a better actor because Costner has one tool up his sleeve. It's I am charming Americana charismatic. That's what he has. That's what he has. That's all he has in every movie. He can't yeah, do but, you know, I chose He's him got no a, range. I chose him as an underrated actor who does have some range. And I do I don't always agree with your accent criteria. Okay, na- okay, okay, all right, fine. Name me a movie where you think he's exhibiting range. No way out. No, no, no way out is Costner. He's young, hot Costner. And also, also JFK. All right, all right. he's doing the Southern days. accent. He's doing the Southern accent. And also 13 days. He's got the New York, uh, the Massachusetts accent. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring you do some accents, but okay, yeah, I mean, it's not always about the accent. Come on. Okay, I will concede that point because there are some people that are considered to be iconic. Uh, you know what? A movie you forgot of of Gibson's that's really good is The Year of Living Dangerously. Yes. With yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Yes, make my case, May. You're making my case, Gibson. Right, and I do think Bell Gibson is probably a better actor. Only better? because okay, all right. Only let's, because of Hamlet. Let Let's get Let's get to could this actor Amazon. do? Let's do could these could this actor do this role? This is my favorite part of when we do these verses. Okay. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Okay, you ready? Could Costner have done any of the Mad Max movies? No. No, he would have been laughed off the screen. Could Costner have done Gallipoli? No. Could Costner have done The Bounty as Fletcher Christian? No, I don't think so. I'd say yeah, maybe. Could he have done Lethal Weapon movies? He wouldn't have had the same chemistry with Danny Glover. So no. I don't I, I just I I could say maybe he could have pulled it off, but he doesn't have the comedic ta- the comedic timing. They have different types of comedic timing talent, yeah. and he he's no, I not. Don't think so. He, he doesn't have that kind of physical comedy and that physical energy that's needed to play Martin Riggs. And I don't think he could pull off the suicidal cop. You know, Gibson's really good at. I mean, if anything, Gibson right. is kind of one trick pony in his eighties, and that he's the kind of angry, over-emotional, visceral guy in all a lot of those movies. And I think I think Costner trying to play the suicidal cop would just, I don't think he could have done that. I don't think he could have done that. Could okay. he have done Hamlet? Which one? Hamlet. No. Absolutely not. There is no way. Could he have done Maverick with Jodie Foster? Mm, no, probably not. I think so. I think he could have. Could he have done Break? I- could he have done what? Braveheart. No. Absolutely not. Could he have done That's... Ransom? Give me back my son. Uh, he could have, but it would have been his own version. Yeah, I think he maybe could have done that. I think but... he could have actually done Signs, but it wouldn't. We're not have... there yet. Hold on. But it wouldn't have been. Oh well, good. we're not there yet. Let's slow down. Could he have done The Patriot? Yes. I think maybe could have. Could he have done What Women Want? Yes, probably. I think so. Could he have done signs? Yes. Yeah, because that's Midwestern. I, I I think he could have but, done But Mel Gibson is perfect in the part. So I would never. And I think that's my favorite that's... M. Night Shyamalan movie, yeah. to be fair. Right. I, I really is. like 
I really like that movie. Okay. I think that's my favorite movie of his. Though. All right, let's do Costner. Give me Costner. Could Mel Gibson have played in the American Flyers? American Flyers? Or American Flyers, yeah. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Oh, okay. Could he have played Silverado? Been in Silverado? Yes. Yeah, okay. How about the Untouchables? It would be a different vibe. Yeah, it would have. But he could do the American accent, and I think he could have done it. It'd be a different movie, but can you imagine him and Hopkins? I'm sorry, him and, and Connery? <laughs> that would have been a great movie. Yeah, so think, but you know what? I think I think Kevin Costner owns that role, most mostly because of his his fatherly the fatherly touch that he has. That I, he think, I think Costner could have done Untouchables better than Gibson. Like if Costner's yeah. 100%, I, I say Gibson could have done 70%. He could have done that role, but not as good. Yeah. See that. Okay. How about No Way Out? Yeah, I think he could. I mean, that's a sex role. And Gibson in the 80s, man, he was sexy. That that boy was sexy. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have been. Bull Durham? No. I don't know. I mean, that movie is so seared as a Costner Americana movie. It is. Um, my my high school teacher had, or one of my one of the high school teachers had a poster of him up. I mean, as Bull Oh, it's a great movie. I think Field of Dreams is a little overrated, a little too saccharine and sentimental for me. But Bull Durham with Susan Sarandon, I mean, that is just a great movie, great comedy. It's just a great yeah. Movie. Could Gibson have done it? Yeah, he could have. Okay, how about could could Gibson have? Co-starred with Madeline Stowe in Revenge. Oh, Madeline Stowe, one of my sexy Saturdays. Um, yeah, he's sexy. So? I, I would argue he's more viscerally sexy than Costner. Yeah, but he's got these eyes that just like, ew, you know, like sear into the woman, you know, and it's kind of like too much. Gibson like has great chemistry with all of his female co-stars. Gibson is just He's just overkill. But all right, how about dances with clothes? Yes, you could have done it. Okay, mm -hmm. how about uh, Robin Hood? Yes. Yes, I agree. Could he have done the role that uh, that Costner played in JFK? It would have been a different movie, but again, it's like a lot of these Costner 100%, Gibson 70%. What do you think on JFK? Could he have done JFK? I think, I think Gibson could have played him like maybe 60%. As okay. well. Okay. Bodyguard? The bodyguard. Yeah, because to me, you know, it, that's not one of Costner's better roles. He kind of plays a cipher in that, or he, he doesn't really have a personality. It's not a classic yeah. Costner role. That movie's a hit because of Whitney Houston. So I think I think Gibson could have pulled that off. Okay. How about Wyatt Earp? Yes. Okay. Waterworld? I don't think he would have done Waterworld in hindsight, <laughs> but yes, he, he could have done Waterworld. How about The Postman? Yes, and I think he could have done Tin Cup, too. Really? I think he would have done well because Rene Russo's in Tin Cup, right? So, yeah, and he can play an he American. He does well with Rene Russo and Lethal Weapon 3 and he, 4. He can play a burnt-out American golfer. I think he could have yeah, played. Yeah, he could. See, these guys are like interchangeable. They're not interchangeable. You're you're slowly and subtly, as the audience can see, as making my case that Gibson's better than Costner because 
All of these are yeses. He could have done all and these. The thing is, but Costner thing could is, not have done Gibson's movies. I know, I know, I know. Costner could not have necessarily uh, directed Apocalypto or Passion of the Christ. He would not have. Okay, done we're it. not talking about the directing. We're just talking about acting. I mean, can okay. you imagine him in Hamlet? That would have been like. That would have been or, a disaster. Yeah, exactly. So look, I mean, I think you're 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 making my point here. Um, let's but you know what? I only I only chose Costner because we had to choose one or the other. So no, well, I have a I have a curveball coming. So let let's look at personal. Like, could he have done Yellowstone? Could he? Now I have watched Yellowstone. I I haven't watched the most recent season. I don't think Mel Gibson would want to do Yellowstone. Well, right. I mean, probably at this point, his career is so desperate. At least the last you know five ten years, he probably would have done the role. But again. Costner really hones in on the Americana thing, and he's really played it up. Because you think about his his iconic roles, they're all very American. Mm -hmm. Field of Dreams, Open right. Range, Yellowstone. These are all like America, America. You know, he, right. he right. plays into that. So that that that's kind of his niche. Now we got ten minutes left, so let's look at personal life. Uh, I'll start with Gibson. <laughs> I mean. Gibson is a train wreck. He's his own worst enemy. He's always had a history of alcohol problems. He's admitted that. He was pulled over uh, several times for DWIs. Most famously, he was pulled over in, I think it was 2006, where he went on an anti-Semitic rant, which right. essentially started the, the blacklisting of Gibson. And I think, to be, to be fair, I think some of that also was on the heels of Passion of the Christ, because he was getting some heat from the like anti-defamation league of benai barith uh you know with the, the blood libel like like um i mean this is more very catholic-y but he put in the movie you know that 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 the death of christ be on on the blood of you and all your ancestors and he put that in the movie and and, and that's actually scriptural to be fair but i think he alienated a lot of the jewish people passion of the christ and then when you come out and you're recorded saying that the Jews are responsible for all these things, all the effing Jews. I mean, you're just sinking yourself. Not just because it's against a a, a, group, a group or a race. Well, and also Hollywood does have a, a disproportionate amount of Jews that are in power as well. So I don't think that helped. And then he divorced his wife. He has like seven kids with Robin Gibson, who he'd been married to for a long, long time. They seem to have a good marriage. And then she just couldn't handle his drunkenness and probably his mood swings. So they divorced. And then he got with that train wreck harpy, Oksana. And, yeah, she's um, like a violinist. I think. Yeah, it was a violinist. You know, I'm sure she love bombed him to get him, you know, get him all, all, all juiced up. And then she got pregnant. And then he was recorded saying some not flattering things about her. And I think yeah, his career. But really, I mean, look, let's be fair. There's a lot of actors like Baldwin who were recorded saying horrible things about his daughter. The thing that tanked Gibson's career was the anti, the Jewish stuff. The Jewish stuff is really- And I think Oksana is Jewish too, so. Well, I, she's Russian. Maybe she's Russian. She might be Jewish. But um, so that that hurt his career and it's taken him time to rebuild it. And he's slowly but surely, like people that liked him, like Jodie Foster put him in her movie. And the Beavers. Father Stu, uh, Wahlberg's a Catholic, so you put Father put him in Father Stu. He's also yeah. in the Beaver. Not yeah, he's in the Beaver. That's right. That that's the Jodie Foster movie. Mm -hmm. So he's rebuilding his career 
uh, slowly but surely. But the guy has issues uh, in terms of his faith. I am a Catholic. I mentioned that in the in the Kidman uh, episode because she's Catholic. Gibson, if you don't know, comes from a very far radical right view of Catholicism. Right. He essentially believes that we haven't had a valid pope since 1963. I should say 1958. So he kind of has a very radical view where, not surprisingly, you know, with his anti-Semitic take, and you know, there's a lot of conspiratorial forces that are destroying uh, the, the the Catholic faith, the Christian world, and all these other things. So I don't really, of course, endorse any of those things, uh, but he's just his own worst enemy in, in terms of substance abuse and things that he believes in. What about Costner? Well, Costner, you know, he's, he wasn't, He's definitely not a saint either. I mean, he married his wife, Cindy Costner. He had three children with her, but then he did, he up and did his little mid midlife crisis thing by divorcing her and marrying a much younger woman at the time. Um, and see, now he has like two or three more kids with her, I think. Oh, don't um, you forget he had an illegitimate kid between between uh, Cindy and Christine Baumgartner. He had a, a kid with Bridget Rooney. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, she's a kid like there. socialite. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Whole, so how many kids does he have? With... He has seven. So the whole like exchange the old wife for the new wife. I mean, come on. Let's let's be real. Baldwin did it. Harrison Ford's done right. it. This is part of Hollywood. Well, yeah, but how old was he when he divorced? Cindy, I think it was probably back 94. then. 94. So oh, okay. So that was when he was really popular back then. So. He was about 40 years old, and then Christine Bob Gardner is at least 20 years younger than him. And they Yeah, but before. now she's old, so. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he might go Dennis Quaid and marry a 29-year-old. Yeah, so he might trade her in soon, so yeah. who knows? But anyways, I, I think he's he, he, he actually lives up to his squeaky clean image besides the trading of wives and kids and stuff. So whatever. But um, yeah, that's my take on him personally. He was a Republican early on, which kind of makes sense given his roles, but he uh, most recently has supported some Democratic candidates. So we got a little under five minutes left. Here's the big question. Okay. Who would you rather be? In terms of your career and your personal life, the the mercurial and I think you would concede more talented Mel Gibson. I mean, they both have like a lot of kids, but would you rather be him or the good old Americana Kevin Costner? This is a hard one. Mm -hmm. Um, if I really want to stand out as a as an actor and director, I have to go with Mel Gibson. No, but you got to pick one, man. You can't separate out like who has a better this, who has a better that. This this kind of reminds me of Affleck versus Damon because yeah. Affleck, Affleck's got the substance abuse problems. And we both agree that Affleck kind of had a, a more variety. He's done directing and Damon is kind of more straight laced. But I think we both picked Damon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think just because of all the controversies that Mel Gibson has been shrouded in, in the last 10, 15, 20 years, I would have to go with the clean yeah. Costner. And yeah. And Costner's had some controversy recently because he's wanting to get off Yellowstone. 
And of course that show and all its offsprings uh, make tons of money. And so apparently there's rumor that McConaughey is gonna come on that show and take over not his role as as uh, as Dutton, but like some some role because Gibson wants to go do some movie, and he's kind of had it with the Yellowstone brand, even though it's brought back his career. Um, um, this is a tough one for me because I want to be consistent. So I picked Affleck over Damon because of the substance abuse problem, but then I picked Kidman over Blanchett because Kidman's a Catholic. Here I should pick Gibson because he is a Catholic, albeit you know he's an extreme rightist Catholic. But the substance abuse problem, it, it's like, I don't want to be an alcoholic and have substance abuse problems and rage issues and all these things. But at yeah. the same time, Gibson is a better actor. Let's be real. Gibson is a better, more talented actor. So I'm torn because I want to choose him for his Catholicism, but I don't want to have the substance abuse problem. And I think 40 years from now, who's going to be better regarded overall, you think, out of the two? Probably Costner. Yeah, right. Because, because Gibson, uh, because, uh, Gibson has offended too many people. Exactly. Yeah. So I think Gibson's going to be considered like a cautionary tale. I'm trying to think of like an early Hollywood example, but a cautionary tale of like a great actor who just kind of destroyed himself and consumed himself. Yeah. And alienated. Kind of self-destructive. It's self-destructive. And it's sad, sad because I think we would both agree he's more talented and certainly on the directing level. I mean, yeah. it's like four for five on directing. So um, it, we'll see. And I think in terms of like future career, I think both of them are running on fumes, to be honest. I don't think either of them are ever going to be nominated for an Academy Award. And I think that even though neither of them are really super old, I think we've seen the best of both of their careers for sure. I, I do, but you know what? Maybe Costner could come back with some kind of directing. Well, uh, his is. best chance to get an Academy Award nomination will be doing a Western, right? Because that's what he, that's his, that he's good at westerns right so maybe yeah maybe. perhaps yeah but or he something definitely kind of like jfk or something he, he has a better chance of, of getting an academy award nomination than i think gibson i think gibson is yeah passes people. yeah it seems like gibson's done all right so the verdict is we're both picking kevin costner grudgingly i'm picking costner but if Gibson wasn't a mercurial whack job. I would be picking him because <laughs> clearly he is more talented. May, I appreciate you coming on. Sure. Thank you, Gregory. Until next time. All right. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time. <laughs>